But what's up, everybody? Mojax boys coming back at you. We got a big one for you today, guys. We've got the assistant coach from the W men's basketball team, Coach Eric Martin, joining us. Coach, how you doing today? I'm doing great. Yourself? We're doing pretty well. We're doing pretty well. Good. Trying to Good. get over, you know, trying to get over that loss. I guess you're probably doing doing that too. <laughs> uh, you know what? I'm one of those guys who I'm always looking forward. So once that loss happened, I I, I sulked all Saturday, and then once Sunday started, I watched the two games. I knew uh, Texas TCU was going to have a bearing on where we who we played and what time we played. So I was into that, and now I'm ready to go and get ready for Oklahoma State. Good news. Good news. Well, let's. Coach, lately you've kind of gone viral on uh, some of your old highlights. Have you have you noticed uh, on Twitter some of your old teammates been throwing those up, man? So my my teammate, he, I played with him in junior college, and we both went to Cincinnati together. And I was at an event for Hugs and Fish Fry, and he sent me that. So I know a little bit about social media. Obviously, I don't know enough. So I said, oh, I'm going to like this on Twitter. And so, you know, some people can see it. If I knew it was going to take on the the – the life that it did, I wouldn't have. I mean, <laughs> I, 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 I'm I walking places and like, oh, yeah, Coach, we saw your dunk back in the day. I'm like, yeah, man, I, did you recognize me? Because I had hair, and they just start laughing. <laughs> did some it's, of your – uh, good, good fun. Yeah, what some of your uh, current players think about that? They, I'm sure they probably hadn't seen some of those highlights. No, they haven't, and they talked about it for a while, and they're like, man, that was a hard dunk, Coach. And I said, I'm going to be honest with you guys. I've never done that dunk before that. I've never done that dunk since that. It was straight <laughs> adrenaline. <laughs> well, that's unique, Coach, because uh, you play, you know, you're you're coaching with Coach Hugs and you played for Coach Hugs. And I'm sure you could take an hour or probably a day and tell us about it. But just kind of tell us uh, in short version, what was it like playing for Coach Hugs? Challenging. <laughs> I think that's the right word. Um, obviously, you always have good memories of winning. And, we won more games there than any Cincinnati team in the last in the last uh, 50 years. And I think the thing that one of that the reason that team out of all the teams I played on, the one of my favorite is because we were so close. I mean, when the game was over, if you saw one of us, you usually saw four or five of us. And to this day, the guys who are on that team that my my next year, my my final four year was my 92 season, 93 we lost to North Carolina. We had six seniors on that team. Those guys and myself, we still communicate daily. And that's rare. You, you talk to other guys and, hey, you played with this guy, man. What's he doing now? I don't know. I don't ever talk to that guy. Me and my teammates still keep in touch. Those are truly my brothers. And I think that's the best thing that came out of Cincinnati basketball was I found six brothers for life. And we most of them still live in Cincinnati. So when I go back – we're still close. I, that was the best thing about Cincinnati. And so you're talking about how close you were with the guys you played with. Yes. Hug just kind of mentioned that about this particular team, about their chemistry, how they like each other, how they're good guys. I mean, do you kind of see that common thing with the team that you played with? Yeah, I do. I think the only difference is the the final four year, my first year at Cincinnati, we were all juniors and seniors. And some of the juniors had been to other colleges. so academically we were seniors so we were a mature group these guys are close I just think they're oh man it's 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 no shot at them but just this generation is such a younger less um I don't know the word I'm looking to use a more naive generation because of all the things they have social media their video game generation 
back when we played, there was no cell phone. You had a, a dorm a phone in your room. And if someone left you a message, you got that message. If not, you never knew that person called. So it kind of back then, because of all the technology that we didn't have, it kind of forced us to be close. I, I remember numerous times we'd be playing Memphis two days away and we'd be like, look, man, let's just meet in this guy's dorm room, order some pizza and wings and just watch the game together. You can do that now without meeting in each other's room. You can do that uh, uh, virtually. So yeah. they are a tight group and they do care about each other. And you see that in practice. You see that off the court. You see that in some of the things they put on social media when they're on the road in hotels. Some of their, their TikTok or their dancing. And it, <laughs> it, it's, it's, it's good to know. And I, I've always said this. You're never going to win big unless your team is close. I don't care how much talent you have. You have to have a genuine concern for your brother, and uh, this team has that. So, uh, one more question. We know that you coach the – just for me, Justin, will have plenty more. You coach the big men. So, let's just talk about Culver. I still feel like he has so much more potential, and that's crazy because he's a he's a walking double-double when he wants to. And then just kind of talk about Isaiah's feeling. I hate that he was injured. I, I just think he has big potential. So, if you could kind of talk about those two guys. Yeah, I agree with you in the fact that Derek has still have a lot a lot of room for growth. But at the end of the day, where Derek has come from his freshman year till now, from the neck up is is my greatest, you know, pleasure. Because when Derek came in here, he was he was always had a body that NBA guys would drool over. His offense was a little raw, but I mean, it's it's a big difference when you're a freshman as opposed to when you're a junior. And I think He's done a great job of being in touch with me and us doing a lot more talking off the floor than we did when he was a freshman or a sophomore. And I think maybe a lot of that was because of when Oscar left, he knew I'm going to be doing the brunt work down low and they're going to be going to me offensively. So uh, once again, his game has improved, but I think his biggest improvement has been mentally. And as, and as far as Isaiah, I mean, I think losing Isaiah hurt more than losing Oscar because the way we play – Isaiah could have stepped right in now and just made a big, big difference. He's a six-nine guy that can stretch the floor. Uh, he can guard uh, one through four, and he's a different type of big. Every big to six ten doesn't go on the block like Derek and then just do his thing. Isaiah is more outside in, and before he got hurt, we were working on shoring up his inside game because I think he is more comfortable facing the basketball. I said. Man, with a body like yours and you're, you're bouncy, why not get two or three post moves? Now you'll be unstoppable. And I think uh, through this injury, he and I have had conversations about when he comes back, hey, that's the first thing we need to do is get you some post game because if you have a smaller guy on you, have, you'll, you'll, you'll be a mismatch down there, as you can see sometimes when people put smaller people on Derek. Yes, Absolutely. So let's get into the Big 12 tournament a little bit. You know, kind of oddly, uh, we just found out we'll be – We'll, we'll go right up against Oklahoma State again. Um, both teams probably going to be at full strength now. Of course, you go back and we actually okay, had a massive comeback the first time against them um, with, you know, with, when they had Cade Cunningham and, and those those guys. So just kind of talk about that matchup and uh, the Big 12 tournament a little bit. Well, I, it's kind of funny how life works out. It's, uh, we were – thinking about finishing second and then having to play a team we haven't beaten at all in Oklahoma. And then obviously with the loss on Saturday, now we fall from not only second, but we fall to fourth. And we're playing a team that we just lost. And I think 
if you'd ask everyone surrounding our program, we're playing someone who we felt like we should have beat. But, you know, they were down likely and Cade. So we're expecting those two to be back. But, I mean, personally, I think playing them without Cade, they're not a better team because you can't have be the number one pick, potent, potential number one pick in the draft, and your team is better. But that ball moves so much better. If you watch Oklahoma State play with Cade, he really monopolized that ball, and good reason for it because he's not selfish and he distributes the ball, but he just – on the fast break they look for him and he's bringing it there, and if he gets it in the post, he's going to uh, – they're going to run off and him there. And Saturday that ball was just moving, and it seemed like everybody contributed. And we we did a poor job of guarding the ball. We did a poor job of protecting the rim. But uh, I don't think there'll be any motivation issues come Thursday morning playing a team we just lost to. And I think in general, everyone is upset that we lost the game. But I think we're really upset that we weren't able to get Hugs' 900th win at home where he deserved to get it. Yeah, so do you think that kind of – I mean, the guys know. I mean, Hugs has talked about – they know where they are as far as seeding projections. I mean, they obviously knew that was four nine hundred. Do you think they put a little extra pressure on themselves going into that game Saturday? I didn't get that feeling coming out of the locker room. I mean, I, I think you play four games in eight days. Obviously, you don't have as much pop in your step as you do when you play that first game. But as we said to our guys, hey, man, everybody played that amount of games. And we had all four home games, fellas. So we should have had more energy. We should have had more enthusiasm. And uh, and sometimes you, you let a team stay around, they get confidence. And I, and I think some of the, those shots Oklahoma State made weren't shots that some of those guys usually make. But, hell, by the last five minutes, those guys were so confident. They were playing loose. Well, yeah, the, the, I think it's the Anderson kid, right? I mean, the basket was just as big as the ocean. He just feel like, he felt like he couldn't miss. So that was the biggest thing. No that took away. That kid played with so much confidence. No and, doubt. But uh, in, in saying that, if Cade and Likely are in the game, he doesn't have the ball at the end. Cade has the ball. Cade is either going to make a play or pitch it to his teammates. So, once again, whether Cade plays or not, we need to be ready to play. We need to be have a better defensive effort. I think we don't ever have issues scoring the ball. Obviously, we have our drought. But we need to shore up our defense because the reality is, and I've played on a final four team and I've coached one. Those are the two best defense and rebounding teams I've ever been associated with. And it's no wonder that both of those teams had so much success. Well, that's what, uh, just one more thing, thing about Oklahoma state. One of my favorite, uh, highlights from Derek Culver this year is, was at Oklahoma state when he got switched on to Kate Cunningham and he just got down in his stance and said, I'll show you I can play some defense. And he shut him down on the one. Yeah. I think it was late in the game, too. But that yeah. was just – when you were talking about playing defense, I just thought about that highlight. That just kind of popped in my head. Well, that that's the other thing about Derek. Everyone wants to think about points and rebound. But Derek Culver, when he wants to, can sit down and keep any guard in our league in front of him. Any guard. I don't I – don't, you name a guard in the Big 12. If he if he's dialed in mentally, he can just sit down and make sure that guard doesn't get by him. First of all, he's long. He's got long limbs, and he's got great foot speed, and he's got great footwork. So not only Derek, but we all need to be dialed in defensively because at the end of the day, if we're going to make a run, it's going to be because of our defense and rebounding. Absolutely. And talking about making a run, do, we, do you kind of anticipate a three seed? Do you even think about that? In the big day, I mean, do you just kind of you got a Big Twelve tournaments first? Do you focus on that, or do you think about the seeding in the in the NCAA tournament at all? 
Not really. I mean, watching those games yesterday, both games flashed up seedings. And in the Texas Tech-Baylor game, we were a five seed. In the TCU-Texas game, we were a three seed. <laughs> so this is all fluid. It'll change as you win the win or lose in your in your tournament. I feel comfortable saying this. West Virginia is one of the 12 best teams in America. You can look at our record. You can look who we played. You can look how we played those guys. Personally, I think we should have won the Gonzaga game and the Baylor game. And those are the two best teams and have been the entire year. So uh, when we're when we're dialed in mentally, we're we're top five team good. When we're just playing normally, we're top ten to top twelve. And the NCAA is all about matchups. You can be a six seed playing an eleven or whatever, and you have a bad matchup. I think the way we play, and once we get out of playing big ten, big twelve teams that are so familiar with what we do, we're going to be a matchup nightmare. We just got to bring energy, and once again, it's our defense and rebounding that's going to carry us. Yeah, and I don't worry about scoring. It's like you said, we did not shoot the ball well on Saturday, and we still scored eighty points. Right. So I'm, you know, I'm not worried about that at all. But then I don't want to take a shot at any other programs. I won't do that. But then I look at the net rankings, and I think that's extremely flawed because you've got a team like Houston who is so high up there. They've only played one ranked team, and that was Texas Tech, who we swept. You know what I mean? So I don't yeah. know if the RPI was so broken, but I think the net like takes into account how bad you beat teams, and we've had yeah. close games, but we've beaten good teams. Yeah, and it does, and 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 that's uh, net RPI. At the end of the day, WVU, Texas Tech, Houston, we're all going to be seated in the tournament, and that net won't matter once they throw the ball up for your first NCAA game. So. I feel comfortable with the schedule we played. I don't know what our strength of schedule is, but I can't imagine we haven't played less than 13 ranked teams, probably half on the road, half at home. Uh, we had Gonzaga at a neutral site. But when we get into the tournament, there shouldn't be anybody that we play that we feel like we can't beat because of who we've already played. Absolutely. Coach, we'll wrap up here with some rapid fire. We we like to do this on the end of our interviews. Uh Again, we do appreciate you joining us, taking the time out. We know you're very no busy. No problem. No so, problem. A little rapid fire for you. First one is simply your favorite food. Oh, God, my favorite food. Oh, wow. I don't uh, <laughs> I know we didn't chicken. prep you for that. Chicken. Chicken. Okay. Chicken. Right. Same here. <laughs> okay. Uh, how about your favorite movie? Coming to America or Rocky Four. Oh, no. Let me ask you, have you watched Coming to America 2? I heard it was trash. It's, ter it's terrible. Everybody has said it's trash. It's terrible, man. <laughs> but I had but, to watch. You got to watch it, though. <laughs> right. I got to watch it because I'm a coming to I don't think you can wait almost 40 years to remake a movie. Get, I think the most, <laughs> yeah, five or 10, 35 years, man, it, 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 they're going to be reaching. And I saw the cameos and the, the people who are in it, which will make it interesting. But uh, talking with my, my teammates, there's not one of them that, that liked it. No, no. Their accents were even gone. You, you Like I said, you'll have to watch it because, you know, you're such a big fan of the first one. But um, how about – and this may – you may not have time to watch any, but how about TV shows? Sports Center. There you go. Okay. Oh, okay. All right. We'll, we'll wrap up. Final question. Who was your favorite player growing up? Uh, no doubt, Magic Johnson. Oh, okay. I, I, I'm from Southern California, and uh, – my adolescence coincides with Lakers Showtime. So Lakers won their last championship in 88, and that's when I graduated and went to TCU to play. So 
I got to see Magic from start to, to finish, and I always thought his ability to, to find his teammates and his enthusiasm, which is, I mean, you don't really see it. I think Kevin Garnett is the only other guy besides Magic that every time you saw them play, you knew they were giving it their all, and they played with such emotion. I I I, I aspired to be like that. I wasn't a point guard. I was more a small forward, power forward, but Magic Johnson to me is – you can get Magic or Michael Jordan, LeBron. To me, Magic Johnson is the best player ever. All right, interesting. That that probably brings us some debates with your with your uh, with your team. So. Oh no, no, I get that all the time. Now they're they're screaming LeBron James, and I'm like, you're only saying that because you never saw Mike or Magic. But that's right. You know, each generation has their greatest. And uh, if you ask ten people, ten different age groups, you get ten different answers. Absolutely. Well, Coach, again, we really appreciate you jumping on with us. We. Uh, Obviously, we'll wish you the best of luck. We hope we get this Big 12 championship all the way to the NCAA championship. So, again, best of luck, and thank you very much. Oh, no problem. Hey, you guys ever want to talk again, man, feel free to reach out. I, I love talking to you guys. I love getting hearing someone else's point of view. I'm in the office all day with a, a staff that knows everything and players that know everything. So <laughs> feels good sometimes to step outside of that and just talk to regular fans that are that are passionate about the Mountaineers. Absolutely. You might yeah, re- we just we just kind of started this over quarantine, and then it just kind of – It kind of took off to a little bit. We yeah. did a lot of football recruiting and stuff like that, so we've enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah, well, once again, you guys ever need me, man, give me a call. I'm more than welcome to speak with you guys. Awesome, man. We appreciate okay, it, We'll Coach. put this on social media and everything. Okay, yeah. sounds good. Thanks, Coach. Okay, you guys be safe. All right. This episode of Mojax brought to you tonight by Gino's Pizza and Spaghetti of South Charleston, home of the 999 Big Cheesy, and now featuring the Mojax, a delicious barbecue or buffalo chicken pinwheel. Mm-hmm.